Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Dishing with Digest. I'm Stephanie Sloan, Editorial Director, here with Mara Levinsky, Senior Editor. Hi, everyone. Well, Mara, we are at the end of the year, which means our best and worst issue is on sale. Now, I have been through 29 years of doing these, and the process has certainly evolved with only having four shows to choose from now. I mean, there used to be arguments and like very passionate defensive of choices and rounds and rounds of the list being whittled down. But, you know, now I feel we're in a groove in that like throughout the course of the year, we try to remember the high points and the low points so that the process is somewhat easier. Now, this was certainly a big year for B&B with the Beth Phoebe story playing out for like the first eight months of the year. So we not only named that story best story, but B&B best show overall. I mean, B&B really embodies the more traditional soap storytelling, like focusing on love stories and family drama. And, you know, it definitely works for them. I also think that that B&B is super consistent. You know, it's kind of remarkable when you look back at, at 12 full months hundreds of episodes of storytelling on a show, how some shows feel like they were completely different in focus and tone uh, in January than they are in December. Absolutely. Um, so I don't think we see that as much with B&B. Um, now, I have to admit that I that I always hold my breath a little bit when the list comes out because obviously we are hoping to capture the general fan sentiment about the year that was. And it would be impossible for fans to agree unanimously with our choices. Um our choices are not even necessarily unanimous in-house. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always hope that people will, like, read the section and read our analyses and and um, have an open mind about the case that we make for why we gave certain honors to certain stories before judging us too harshly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that uh, the Cola fans are none too pleased that we named them Most Boring Couple. Um, but honestly, like, we're not saying that we don't like Kyle and Lola, we're saying that we want YNR to craft more compelling conflicts for them. Uh, and I stand by that. Oh, me too. I mean, let me be clear. I like both Kyle and Lola, as does everyone on our staff. I just don't think the buildup to their wedding was what we've come to expect from like next generation super couples, if you will. I mean, the fight over the purse probably was hard to come back back from for me. It was so dopey. She knew he was rich. Why was it insulting that he got her an expensive purse? But I quibble. Um, But, you know, when you read our reasoning for naming them most boring, I feel it totally makes sense. You know, where we did give credit to YNR was for bringing back so many fan favorites like Doug Davidson's Paul, Michelle Stafford's Phyllis, Melissa Claire Egan's Chelsea. 
Greg Rickart's Kevin and Elizabeth Hendrickson's Chloe, which I feel is going to be hard to argue with. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, we had to give a really big shout out to how beautifully the show paid tribute to Christoph St. John, Mm -hmm. uh, both with Neil's death in the fictional world of Genoa City and with the fourth wall breaking memorial episode uh, to the actor. Mm -hmm. Um, And on the GH front, we picked uh, Obrecht as the year's most entertaining character and Ava as the most rejuvenated character. But we were less enamored with the flash drive storyline, which on a side note, will be reaching a very important climax next week. That should be a big tune in for GH fans. Well, sounds juicy. Um, So over at Days, we named that show most entertaining and certainly had to applaud them for taking the risk of the time jump. We also named Ben and Sierra best couple, uh, a potentially controversial move for some of the audience, I imagine. Although, remember when we had them on the podcast early on in that romance? Uh, Wow, did we get some very unfavorable comments on social media because we dared to question the love story based on the fact that he, like, you know, killed three people. And here we are naming them best couple. See how things change? Um, Something that did happen in the time jump is Adrian's death. And our guest today is Wally Kurth, who not only plays Justin on Days and is mourning her loss, but also airing as GH's Ned. You know, I love seeing him on both shows. I know we've talked about it before, but I think it is so cool of both GH and Days to be so open with the back and forth. And I don't think it confuses the audience or takes anything away from either performance. No, uh, I think not only because he's defined each character so well and they have totally different sets of relationships, but because he's a veteran on both shows. I mean, he made such an impact in the four years he spent on Days during his first Salem run back from uh, 1987 to 91. And when he landed on GH, uh, two years later, I, I think he very quickly made Ned, who was a recast, his own. Mm-hmm. Um, and now on both shows, audiences are drawing from like decades of affection for him and for his work and the stories he's been a part of. I also really think it's fun, like the co-star overlap that he's had on the shows. It's really crazy. So we like at days, you know, back in the day, Justin had an affair with Angelica, who was played by Jane Elliott. And at GH, she played his mom and soon will again, as Tracy is going to hit Port Charles later this month. Um, and then there's Mary Beth Evans on Days. She was his sister-in-law, Kayla. Then when she came to GH as Catherine Bell, they were married. And I did find think that was like jarring to me because I remembered them so well as Justin and Kayla. Mm-hmm. But now here we are all these decades later. And in the wake of the time jump, that's exactly what's happening. Justin and Kayla are together. <laughs> but he's got such big things brewing on both shows. So it's like what a great time to be a Wally Kurth fan. Oh, indeed. Um, Well, let's get him on the phone to talk about his very big year and his airing on both shows. Hi, Wally. Hello, Stephanie. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for joining us today. My pleasure. Well, we are so happy to be talking to you now. You are airing currently on both Days of Our Lives and General Hospital, which is very exciting. Amazing. <laughs> it's kind of, yeah, it's crazy. And I, I love it. I love, I love it. Yeah. yeah we, Lucky me. <laughs> we love it too. Must say. Um, but we're actually going to start, we're going to go back a little to the beginning of your daytime career. So let's start with your entrance onto soaps or maybe what could have been, I should say, because before you joined Days, you actually auditioned for a few New York soaps, including the role of Tad Martin which went to your now GH co-star, Michael Knight, who plays Martin Gray. But tell us what you remember about that experience. Yeah, that was, uh, I, I just, every time I see Michael, I remind him 
And uh, he, he did confess that he remembered me. And I, I, I'm still not convinced he, it's true, but he, he said he remembered me. I definitely remembered him. I had just uh, finished doing um, the Broadway show Pirates of Penzance, and I was playing the Pirate King, and I was just like beside myself, thrilled that I was had played this you know lead role on Broadway already, and I was just 23 years old. And uh, I felt very confident and very... Like, wow, this was uh, a little easier than I thought. <laughs> so when I went up for Tad, and I remember the casting director told me that they're looking, that Tad to them was like a grown-up Artful Dodger. And I said, oh, well, I played the Artful Dodger when I was 10 years old. That's what, the Pirate King is kind of an Artful Dodger. So I thought, okay, this is a role that's right for me. And I never, I didn't go in thinking, oh, I've got this. But I did go in thinking, um, you know, this is a role I could do. And, um, I felt like I was not that nervous. I felt like, you know, I felt like I did okay, but I did remember Michael and I thought, oh, he's got a good look. And I remember thinking he's got that. He just, I mean, I've been watching the show and he just looked like, you know, one of those actors who played on soap operas. <laughs> and even though I did become one of those actors four years later, um, you know, I, 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 my agent did tell me, because like, I think I tested for, I don't know if it was that one or another role that I tested six months later on One Life to Live. He did say, Wally, you need to lose a little weight. So I guess maybe I was a little chubby. I don't know. Maybe I didn't have that, that chiseled look that, you know, these daytime actors have. And I, I don't know. But I did, <laughs> hard to I, imagine. Did that, I did get that note that, uh, and also, you know, honestly, when I auditioned for Days of Our Lives, I don't think. I think I've sort of told this story too, that um, the N NBC, they weren't sure about me and um, they wanted me to come back and test. And Shelly Curtis, who was the producer, said, well, I want you to lose five pounds. So over the weekend, I jogged every day and ate nothing but fruit. And I'm not sure if I lost five pounds, <laughs> but I think I, but, and she said, and you're going to, I'm going to get you a haircut. You're going to come to my, 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 my salon and I've got somebody you're going to get your hair. And when you come back in, uh, we're going to dress you. You're not going to wear the, the whatever that ragtag suit you wore. <laughs> so I, uh, I think maybe I didn't really have the look, I guess. I guess it wasn't that polished of that, that look that I needed when I first started on soaps. But uh, here I am. 33 years later. <laughs> See, Wally, I'm thinking about your early headshots, and I feel like the haircut alone would have taken care of the five pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I was getting, I was buying my clothes at secondhand stores still, and and I probably was carrying some, you know, some weight. You know, I wasn't, you know, I, I tell you, nowadays, these kids on the show, you know, they go to the gym every day, and they're just like amazing bodies. And, uh, I don't know. Maybe there was a few actors back in that day, in the day that were doing that, but I wasn't. I wasn't even a member. I didn't have even a gym membership. I jogged. I was a jogger, but I don't remember ever like lifting weights or thinking that that was necessary. And and uh, but no, now this generation of actors, they just they're it's it's definitely important the physical. And for me, the physical was like the last thing I think I added. You know, I I always felt like I was more into getting the spiritual and the the emotional and all that other stuff that you have to work on as an artist. And it, um, it's hard anyway. to even imagine anyone today being told like you have to lose weight. <laughs> right, like, right. That would be like an, an HR like, issue. HR hashtag fat shaming. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 
Thank you. Is it too late to, <laughs> to file a suit? Might have been, limitation- been 30 years, might have been the statute of <laughs> yeah. limitations. You might the have just limitations missed it. Might have run out, exactly. Yeah, no, it was my agent. I guess your agent can say it, but they, uh, the brass can't say it. Anyway, so that was one of my experiences. But I remember, I remember Michael, and, and I remember watching him and thinking, okay, he's good, too. And he's like, but, um, and I, at the time, I remember thinking, okay, I went, when I went back to L.A., so I left New York and went back to L.A., and I really didn't think that I, I thought the soaps were over. I thought, okay, I'm, now I'm just going to go. And I did. I didn't really audition for any other soap until Days of Our Lives four years later. Well, you came on today's and made such a huge splash right away. Uh, when you think back about that that first chunk of time that you spent in Salem and the kickoff to the Justin and Adrian love story, what are your standout memories of like that Wally Kurth era? Oh, it was amazing. It was definitely like shot out of a cannon. And um, yeah, I think it was one of those magical stories. I mean, she was, Adrian was a real wounded wounded bird and uh and i played this incredibly heroic and sensitive young guy who had been sleeping around you know port uh salem and uh hadn't really you know he definitely came across as very carefree and kind of selfish and self-absorbed and uh i think it turned i think it it it, it we, we played against that obviously we turned that on its head uh when he first meets her and she's crying and he, um, you know, takes out a handkerchief and gives it to her. And, and you see for the first time that he has a, a sensitive side, uh, you know, a vulnerable side. And that was sort of this journey of him, you know, seeing him sort of, you know, falling in love with this woman and, uh, and changing in a way, honestly, or at least revealing more of who he, he was and is. Um, yeah. And I mean, and then it just snowballed with uh, all, I, mean, I became so, rom- the character was so romantic and became you know, singing songs and just all this demonstrative, romantic, you know, uh, declarations of love and commitment. It was just like, I think, I know I pissed off a lot of my friends <laughs> because they would go, they would, they would meet me, like, they'd see me like at Christmas and they're like, and they'd say, Wally, you're killing me. Like my, 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 my wife, my girlfriend, they think I need to be acting like you. We watch you on the show and you're like, I mean, like, come on. what are you doing (laughs) i I can't possibly be this romantic i mean you're like fireworks shows beautiful taking taking poems that she wrote and putting it to music and i said yeah sorry man i i i I, I don't write it i just have to deliver it (laughs) well i mean so this was your first soap and your first experience and then you wind up in this like incredible pairing i mean going to greece and just doing all these like so many candles so many candles and just incredible, you know, front burner soap opera digest covers all over the place. Like, what was that? What was that like for you? It was, it was otherworldly, I have to say. And all the personal appearances and, you know, going into these malls and people going crazy. And I mean, I'm just an actor. I, I just go to acting school. And I, I never thought that that whole, that, that there was a whole genre. I mean, there's a whole part of, of being an actor on a soap opera that did have all like a very loyal fan base and, and you're just, you know, you're in the studio and you're just doing your work. And I, I totally just looked at it as another acting. I mean, I never had a TV job. So that was also kind of odd too. I'd never really been on television. So it was my first TV job. And so then for it to just like, you know, the amount of material, I mean, I would go after we would do like, 
you know, I'd be working maybe four or five days a week and we only did one episode a day, but it was a lot. I remember after the day was over, I would go and I remember like I'd meditate and then I'd start looking at the next day and I'd just looking at the side, looking at the material for the next day. And I just remember it was a full-time job. I mean, it was a 12-hour a day, 14-hour a day job and we had 6 a.m. calls and so I was not going out at night. And I was, you know, the weekends, I, if I was going out of personal appearance, I, I would do that. You know, limousines to the airport, first class airfare. And it was just like, what has happened? I'm like, <laughs> it was great, but it was, I, I, I was loving it, but I was completely, uh, yeah, just kind of, I, I always use the description of shot out of a cannon. I, I just didn't prepare. I was just like, boom. And I was just holding on. And hopefully when I landed, I was, I was going to be, you know, in one piece. And uh, that whole year, you're absolutely right. I mean, we went to Greece. I mean, what? I, I didn't know that you that, that soap operas even went to Greece, and and um, it, it was just incredible. And then and then the big the big wedding at Saint Sophia Church downtown, and there was like hundreds and hundreds of extras, and I had this you know, huge two page monologue declaring my love to Adrian and getting all emotional, and oh, it was just like wow. I, I, when I think back, it really was. Uh, uh, I'm kind of glad I survived. In a way. It, was, <laughs> it, it, it was. It was a lot, and I. And I honestly, I have to contribute. I have a little bit of that to my meditation. That I, I kept my wits about me. I, I. I. I would. I would take that 20 minutes and close my eyes and just, you know, and find that, you know, just some quiet time because there was a lot. Just, just remembering all the lines and trying to be really good and trying to deliver every single day as well as I could. And, um, I, it was, you know, it was, it was a lot, but it was, it was incredibly rewarding. And, um, and of course the fan reaction was amazing and, um, and still is. I mean, it was a really special time on days also. I mean, you had so many super couples who were just all so popular. Um, you know, did you feel the sense at the set that you had like really keyed into something special or something that really wasn't happening on every other show? Well, you know, we had those Soap Opera Digest Awards and we had, you know, the, we had the super couple category, but Justin and Adrian, we never won the super couple category. I think we might Sorry have been nominated once. Well, that's okay. So I knew that we weren't, <laughs> I knew that we weren't like, you know, Bo and Hope. We were Patch and Kayla. Um, I think Patch and Kayla was like the couple. Um, and I remember thinking, I guess a little professional jealousy, like, well, what, what about us? You know? But I also just felt like, for me, it was just all about the work, and and I it did it it did it did was it did seem like we were sort of in competition, but we weren't. But it was a show that I knew always won best show on the Soap Opera Digest Awards, even was even though we weren't getting a lot of Emmys. So I knew it was a very popular show among among the fans, and uh, and I could tell just by going to like a personal appearance, you know, that the fans loved the show. And love these characters, and they love Justin and Adrian, and uh, I was happy to give them what they want. <laughs> Did you ever have any professional jealousy of the patch? I don't know. No, oh you God. know, and Stephen and I worked with Stephen all the time, so we got along great. And uh, he was older than me, and he had, he had more experience than me, so I looked up to him too. You know, so I wasn't really jealous. I wasn't. I never felt like, oh, you know, he's. You know, it was more all admiring good. than jealous. Of maybe. course, of course. Um, well, tell us about um, your relationship with John Aniston, who you've worked closely with, you know, on and off for decades now. I 
remember so many Justin and Victor scenes from over the years. Yeah. Yeah, John, John, John is amazing. And, you know, he was just a pro and kind of like Jane Elliott, you know, I just watched him and just, you know, learned from him. And um, with the way he rehearsed, the way we'd run lines, um, you know, I'd, I'd run lines the way John ran, ran lines, you know. And I, and when I run lines with younger actors, I do the same thing. And, and, uh, and I don't know if they're learning from me, but, you know, you know, we'd run it. And then I say, give me a moment. I want to look at these again. And then we'd run it and then we'd do it again. And I mean, I, it's just, it's, it's, for me, John, it was, he was just this mentor role model that didn't have to say very much, but when he did, um, the words resonated. I remember meeting him at a party. I think it was a soap, uh, an Emmy party or soap opera digest party. And I just switched over to general hospital and, uh, and I was talking to him and I said, uh, well, Hey John, how you doing? And I said, you watch the show? And he goes, yeah. I go, what do you think? And he goes, yeah, it looks like you could have more fun. <laughs> so John. And I went, Oh, I didn't say anything. I just read, I didn't, I went, he's right. He's right. You know, we, we can have more fun. And I remember him once saying too, and I don't really agree with this part of what he said. He goes, Wally, you have to understand that soaps at their core are camp, campy. And I went, I get, I know what you're saying. And I know what, you know, the, the tone I think can be campy, but I remember him saying that. And that's one of the things I didn't quite agree with him, but I kind of understand in, in a sense, the, the spirit of campiness that he's talking to. And um, no, it's just like, John is just, and I, and it's, which is funny because I don't consider his acting campy at all. You know what I mean? It's the, probably the, he's probably the most underplayed, right. you know, uh, style in, in, in the, uh, on the show. So for him to say that, that, you know, that at its core, it's camp, I was kind of shocked. Um, <laughs> right. But no, the way he played too, the way he was always just so, you know, he just delivered, he underplayed so much of his stuff that uh, I, I didn't ever want to get caught acting you know, with John and, uh, and I felt like I didn't, you know, I felt like I, I knew I, I had to be really true and, and authentic with John. I wasn't going to pull anything over on him because he was always just very present and, uh, just a real pro. And he's such a nice guy. And he had the, he always had the best jokes. He was had a great, he still has a good attitude, comes in and he's, you know, moving a little slower, but oh my God, he's just still hilarious and, and still so lovely to be around. Mm-hmm. Well, you did mention GH. So after your first run on Days, you went to GH as Ned. So when you first started playing him, there were a lot more quarter mains on the scene than there are today. Although steps are being made to change that. We're seeing Brooklyn back. Tracy's coming back. Um, but tell us what it was like to first join that family when Anna Lee was still playing Lila and Stuart Damon playing Alan and that whole Q vibe. Yeah, the Q vibe. Yeah, once again, kind of a shot out of the cannon feel. I, I just left Days of Our Lives, where uh, Al Raven, the, the producer, had sat me down in his office after four years and said he was uh, thinking about uh, resting the character. <laughs> and I kind of looked at him like, wow, I never thought he was all that tired. <laughs> and then I realized, oh, you mean I'm not going to be working here anymore? It took me a, little, it took me a moment. And so I was a little uh, surprised and, 
and a little disappointed because I just bought a house. And I think I was hoping to maybe do another two years or something, just work a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. So I had been unemployed for like six months. So, and I really did need a job. So when I got on General Hospital, I was once again really focused and uh, kind of like Days of Our Lives. I, when I walked in and got the part, I was in a, in a place where like, okay, this is mine. I got to get it. It's, it. it's, this is, I can do this. Um, you know, that's one thing about the Days of Our Lives audition. When I went in, I've told the story where I really felt like it was a it was a time. It was like right after Christmas. I think I went in in January, and I remember Christmas thinking the next job, the next interview I get, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna book. It's gonna be my role. I just felt like it's my time. I deserve this. And when I got the audition for Days of Our Lives, I remember thinking, Oh, I guess I'm gonna be doing a soap opera. It was that confident that I like mm-hmm. this is this is what's gonna happen. And the, and with when General Hospital came up, I just said. Okay, I'm I'm going over to General Hospital. I mean, this is, I, I didn't I didn't have any doubt. Uh, I wasn't scared. I was I wasn't nervous. I was like, okay, I got this rolling. But I will say this: that I had a lot going. The day that I, I went in for Gloria Monty, um, Mark Teschner, who just celebrated his thirtieth year on General Hospital, a very good casting director, nine Emmys. He knew a couple things. He knew that my headshot was not very good. Once again, I, I, I took, I remember, I remember taking, a lot, I remember thinking like, I'm going to go out and I'm going to get a, like a real gritty headshot. And I remember had like a, I had like a, you know, kind of a beard, half beard going. And back then you didn't have half beards either. I don't know what you did. You, you were, you were clean shaven. And I just remember the headshot wasn't very good. And I probably was maybe a little heavy. And, um, and he, and he also knew that Gloria did not like to cast actors from another soap opera. Because she liked to discover actors, so he did not show her my headshot because she thought he thought that she probably wouldn't ask me in because it just wasn't very it wasn't a good headshot. I just didn't look good, which is kind of weird because I just come off days and I'm in it. But I think I was I think I was actually a little heavy, a little heavier. And he took some white out and w- whited out my uh, the days of our lives on my resume. Oh, wow! <laughs> and then I run into Jane. Before I go in there, Jane, I'm going to be reading with Jane. And Jane goes, okay, first of all, Wally, don't, please don't tell her that you played, that we played lovers on Days of Our Lives. <laughs> and also take off your wedding ring because I just got married. I said, take off your wedding ring. I went, okay. And I walk in there and, um, you know, I had such a great rapport with Jane and she was now playing my mother, but we still have this great, you know, comfort level. That we could, you know, we had this, and I think I also think that Ned and, and Tracy have this sort of, they, they, you know, yes, they're mother and son, but there's a, there's somewhat of a. In fact, when she came back and we were playing it, it was they're, they're um they're kind of like siblings too, in a way, you know, the way they kind of relate to one another and rib the other, and you know, and kind of tease each other in a way, and and just get on top of one another in a way, and that's have like, each you know, other's number. Yes, yes, we exactly we know how to like get the other one going. And uh, so we had a good chemistry and um, yeah, and, and pretty much Gloria was like, okay. And she, she did have me test with Jenny Eckert, Cheryl, and, uh, but I was the only one testing. So I felt pretty confident <laughs> that I was probably going to, but once again, she took, but once again, Gloria said after the test, she goes, you know, you could lose a couple pounds. So once again, Hi. Wally I've had, I, evidently, I've been dealing with weight issues all my <laughs> yes, time. Seriously, <laughs> new year, why new you, you, Wally. <laughs> Maybe that's why whenever I see a show, the first thing I think is like, damn it, 
that tie makes my chin, my cheeks, and my 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 neck. I, I look like I'm fat. Uh, I'm so this like is thinking, what it's oh. done to you. And this, this yeah, now it, it's terrible. I got all this body shame attached to this because. Oh, anyway, I never had body shame until I started on soap operas. <laughs> I'm sure that's true of a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, when I got on there, and I, I totally digressed. So when I got in there, yes, so the Quartermains, yes, Alan, Monica, and, and, I, and David Lewis was, was Edward then, and he was mm-hmm. just nothing but a portrait. And Anna would, would swoop into on her, on her, on her wheelchair and, and speak to the portrait, and then a little feather would, would float down from the the uh the grid and i just thought that was really magical and then david came back to the show and i, I that was the first time i realized oh it's I guess person. People, do come, people do come back from the dead on soap opera because <laughs> i thought he was really dead I, okay whatever um that's one thing that has never happened to me i've never my character's never been killed or come back it's probably because I've just been around for so long. I never leave. I guess that, <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's bedlam. It's like, you know, it's, it's, it's wonderful because you really do need, you only have a line here, a line there. So it is, it's a lot of timing. And uh, I've been around with other actors who, you know, who dropped the ball. Like, come on, we're all in this together. We rehearsed it. We got it. Now you get up here and you got to know your line. You got to know when the other person stops. You got to know when not to talk and, and uh, it is definitely collaborative and a team, a team sport, the quarter main living rooms scenes. You and, know, and still are, still are. I was just going to say, I really loved the, um, the quarter main Thanksgiving this year. You know, it really felt like the classic Q holiday with the squabbling and the singing. And of course, you know, the pizza and they're so, those episodes are so fun to watch, but I've never thought about them possibly being challenging to shoot because of the timing and, and the number of bodies in the room and so forth, everything you just mentioned. Yeah. It's a, it's a traffic uh, situation and you just gotta, <laughs> and that's, that's why there's not a lot of movement in, in nowadays. Cause we got to keep it simple and uh, yeah, no, you got to know your, your lines. And if there's a lot of bickering going on, you really do it. You got you know, when to, when to drop in there. And, and uh, so it's, it's tricky. It's like when Jane was just talking about, we, we had a bunch of scenes that last week and um, she forgot. It's like, sometimes it's harder when you only have one line per page because you just have to really be on it. You can't just be dozing. <laughs> right. And you got to really listen to everybody and know and have a, still have a point of view and, and still be totally involved with the, with the scene and what's going on. And, and uh, yeah. And uh, Billy Warlock commented about that too. He just said they're pesky. These pesky lines. When you only have <laughs> one here, one there. And um, yeah, it's, it's almost easier when it's just two people, you know, in a scene than when there's six Sure, because when that person, that one person stops talking, you know it's your turn to talk. <laughs> yeah. Yep. There you go. It's like when, you know, I always look at acting. I always look at acting as a dance. And it's a lot easier to dance with just one person than like, you know, doing a, a square dance with six. You know, suddenly. Like doing a like flash mob. Everyone's got their own rhythm. Everyone, some, some people are hearing, hearing a whole different song. You know, it's, uh, yeah. So it can be a little tricky. Sure, sure. Well, on days you were in a hit pairing with Adrian, and then on GH, Ned and Lois really took off right away. Um, so what what do you think about when you think about that pairing and just sort of how successful it was? The uh, Which one? Ned, Ned and, and Lois. Lois. Ned and Lois, yeah. Well, I have to hand it to Claire Labine and Wendy Rich for, uh, for coming up with that. And, um, and Francesca James, too. She was our booth producer at the time, and she really... 
um, well, she helped a bunch of actors and and couples find their feet, find their uh, legs, and and how to you know once again you know make this dance work. And um, wait, wait, like, how how so? Like, tell me, how did Francesca work with you? That 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 you feel like? Well, back in the day when we really did have, uh, you, it wasn't just a one take thing where the where you know she would come out and um and sit down with us and go okay um this is what the scene is and you you, you know Wally you need to do a little bit more of that and, and Rena you need to do a little less of this or vice versa and um I you know and if there's another person they like and, and then you're doing fine but you know just remember when you come in with here you've got to like really you know tighten this up and so it was just kind of like um fine-tuning the scene not so much the acting performance but the scene performance so each scene had a real strong point of view and claire's writing really had a strong point of view as well so it was just a great marriage and you know rena had a very strong point of view with her character and lois had such you know was so colorful and and rich and unique and um and I kind of just found my way sort of instinctively like, how do I, how do I ground it? You know, especially because Rena's character was so big. And I knew that my job was just to like, let's just make sure we keep it on the earth and not get too <laughs> into maybe camp. Maybe that's it. Maybe, maybe a little too goofy. And so I was, I remember thinking just like, I'm going to keep this ship on the, on the water. I'm, I'm not, I'm just going to like, let's, let's just kind of like, uh, you know, it's like there's a straight character, you know, a straight to the comedy team. I was a straight man. Mm -hmm. So I remember that was sort of, I felt like that was my role. And it was easy for me too. And it was very much like my character because I was just completely um, enamored and just, I, you know, I, I loved everything about the Lois, you know, character. And I loved the fingernails. I loved the accent. I loved the fact that she loved her family so much and she was so devoted to her her family and I didn't have any relationship with my, my, my family was completely different than the Sorillos. And, um, and it was just, it was just, I just felt like we all kind of knew what our roles were. And yet we were also really able to really collaborate and take notes. And, um, and Claire just never stopped inventing wonderful, wonderful scenes and stories for us. And, uh, and we just jumped at it. And another and location we, you got to do and, with that. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Brooklyn, I was just in Brooklyn. And I was like, we were on this bridge and a helicopter came by <laughs> and took a picture of us, like making out. I mean, like coming by. And it was just like, what? How did that happen? I mean, <laughs> we were, we went to Coney Island and went on all these rides when it was actually closed and they opened the, the Coney Island park so we could get in there and shoot. You know, it was just, yeah, another magical romance couple that I just held on like a roller coaster. I just held on and tried not to screw it up and, you know, keep my wits about me. And, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was pretty, another magical ride, another magical, magical. I didn't realize that you're right. It's, and it happened like that very first year too. It's always that very first one or two years of a couple that uh, I think really resonates with the audience because it's new, obviously. I guess that's it. But, but I think it's new for the writer, too. And I think everyone got excited by, 
by it. But it wasn't just my couple. It wasn't just Ned and Lois either. I mean, I remember General Hustle at the time. There was amazing stories at the time that Claire was writing for everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, the show was getting nominated. A lot of actors were being nominated. And it was like they let, you know, it was really, a, I think, a heyday of uh, the 90s were really a heyday for General Hospital. Oh, yeah, for sure. It was a golden, a golden era. A golden era, yeah. Um, so for a, a while now, like going on many years at this point, you've been doing double duty on, on both shows. And we went from like a period of no Wally Kurth to twice the Wally Kurth. Um, and we are, you know, both definitely in favor of that over here. Way in favor. <laughs> um, and now like your screen time on both shows is really picking up. So like, let's start with um, everything going on with you at Days. Um, and first, you know, how did you react when you heard that as part of the time jump, Adrian was going to be killed off? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was shocking. Um, it was shocking. Um, and I, uh, well, I mean, it's interesting because I, we weren't really working. So I knew as apart from, um, and I also knew that Bonnie, I knew that, you know, I I never talked to, to Ron about this, but I did find out later <clears throat> that he knew that he had Bonnie in his back pocket and, and he has, and, he, and Bonnie is back. So I, I, I mean, that helped, but I, I think, I think just because it was a, you know, it was a Justin and Adrian, like you were, we were just speaking to like 33 years ago, went to Greece. So he had this incredible love story. And uh, even though we got married, divorced, and we both left the show, I was gone. I left the Salem for 19 years. So I, it wasn't like I was on all this time. Um, so I knew that if they did kill off this character, that my second reaction was, you know, other than shock, was that, well, that's going to be really great for me as an actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll open me up. I'll have to deal with her death. I don't even know how she dies. I didn't know how she did, but I knew I'd have to deal with that. So I knew there was going to be probably a lot of great emotional work in front of me that I was looking forward to because I've never been really handed any of that kind of material before. And, and, and I, I guessed right because this past eight months, um, we were, we're already in the end of August has been the most challenging, emotionally demanding, uh, work that I've ever had in my career. And, um, people have really responded positively about it. I've really, uh, just dove in, uh, with both feet, and just uh, went for it. And um, I found out a lot about myself as an artist and as an actor and what I can do. And it's been incredibly rewarding. And um, so in that regard, I I did have a, my first thought was, I'm going to certainly miss Judy as Adrian, but I also knew like, well, this is a great opportunity for me. And it has indeed turned out to be an amazing opportunity for me as an artist. Mm-hmm. It definitely has. I mean, even just the scenes that you've had recently with Freddie have just been, you know, had such a different feel to them. Um, with well, the scenes today, yeah. the, scene that aired, the scenes that aired today mm-hmm. with Will. Yeah. It oh, opened me, those it, were great. It opened me up to play with, 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 with I, I've had these coming up. I have these great scenes with, with, with Suzanne, with Maggie, with, with uh, Ben, with Will, with Freddie, um, with Sarah. And, uh, and I have, you know, I, I got stuff coming up with, well, of course with Steve, mm-hmm. with Steven and of course with Kayla. I mean, I mean, so I'm working with so many different people 
and so many more other characters. And so that also just you, you, as an artist, or as an actor, you're, 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 you're having to find different colors and you're just having to, you know, go to different places that you would never go. I'm, you know, I'm going down a road that I've never traveled before. And that's always so much, much more fun than just doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, so it's, uh, it's in that, in that regard and working, I'm working with Marlena and John. So I, I'm working with everybody in the cast. Uh, and so that's been fun. You know, that's, that's, that's really the best part is that I've been able to, you know, just work with so many different other characters and that's great. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about that pairing with Mary Beth. I mean, you guys had worked together as, uh, Ned and Catherine, uh, as, as you were talking about the Ned and Lois, I was thinking of, you know, happy birthday, Mrs. Uh, Ned Ashton, Ashton from, from the, the other, other Mrs. Mrs. Ned Ashton. Ashton. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so what was it like to hear that you were going to be paired, that Justin and Caleb would be paired, that you'd be working with Mary Beth again? And now here you are, I imagine, finding a new dynamic from the yeah. one, different from the one at GH. Yeah, completely different than the one at GH. I mean, I can't even... Because I did, I was being somewhat, obviously, like, extorted. I think we were being extorted, <laughs> yes, yes. if I'm not mistaken. Um, I know Alan was involved, and I mean, I was I had to do it to sort of, once again, you know, suck it up for the Quartermains. Blackmailed, the the blackmailed and, and the into bigamy, the Ned yeah, Ashton yes. story. Oh, bigamy story. I, I, that was one, I think it's a soap opera trope that they don't use enough, these bigamy stories. <laughs> they story really lines. don't. <laughs> I I would be I'm a I'm a big fan of it. I wish they'd come back. I'd love to be a bigamist once again. <clears throat> anyway, I don't think the fans. Wait till we take you the, out of context, Wally. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's a good thing it's a podcast. So you know, I'm laughing. You're laughing. Um, no, so it was a different, whole nother vibe, you know. And also, I knew that you know, obviously, Lois was the love of of Ned's life at that time. He's falling in love with her. He didn't know how to. He didn't. Didn't know what what was gonna what was happening, but you know because he was still in the closet. He was still Eddie Main on the side. He wasn't he wasn't full on. He couldn't be the rock star he was meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> and Lois couldn't be a part. You know, so Lois had to be you know a secret. The secret that was happening. So it was a completely different story. So when this came up, you know, here we are. You know, Justin. I'm, I'm able to to separate. You know, Justin and Adrian and Justin that pretty easily and this was really easy because Justin and Kayla had this relationship that were just friends from over 30 years ago you know they were always you know we kind of played together but we never really you know had that dynamic obviously we were in love with brother and sister so for you know you don't see I mean unfortunately for this is one thing about the time jump is that you see us three months into the relationship so I remember Mara you were asking me about you know, did I have any guilt, you know, when, when, when I was just getting together with Kayla mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I said, well, I did. And I said, I didn't, but it's because I never played it. We never played those first moments. I mean, you saw the very first kiss. You did see that, but then you, now you pretty much see Justin and Kayla three months into it. And, and there probably was a little bit of guilt in that first week or two or month or even second month, like, what am I doing? Maybe this is too early. Maybe I shouldn't be feeling this because, you know, Adrian only died three months ago. I don't know. 
At least that's what my wife keeps telling me. I was just about to say, I was like, tell Steph what your wife said, because yeah, I remember you, you cracked me up with that. Three months? It better be three years for me. And there better be a portrait above the fireplace. Uh, but that's hilarious. So, there's not a lot of, you don't see, because he's, you know, again, and I, and I spoke to Mara about it, I said, it's, for, for, for Justin, he was so wounded, it was very important, and you'll see the day that she dies in a few months from now, and hopefully, I portrayed the, just the crushing heartbreak that Justin experiences, that, you know, that he needs to be somewhat almost rescued in a way that he's come, he's, he's at the bottom and that somehow this woman, this doctor sort of helps him get back to living. And that's kind of what I was, you know, hoping for and going for. And, um, so that's, that's the story and it's completely different than anything I've ever played in my life. So that's kind of what, um, that's what so when when what, that was such a wonderful thing to play with with Kayla about that, and we both sort of looked at it like we're both coming from this place of having the loves of our life, losing the loves of our life, and being lost in a way without them, and somehow finding our way back to the living through each other. Yeah, it's been great. I really like the pairing. I think. You know, in the context of not having Steve, right? Well, Steve's back, but hasn't seen, you know, Kayla yet at where we are right now. And um, not having Adrian there, I think there's like a really mature, you know, kind of nice vibe that these two have with each other. I'm, I'm, I'm liking Justin and Kayla together. Mary Beth said, Wally, we just, we just got to, let's just play adult. Let's mm-hmm. play it like a couple of 50 year olds and the, the, have an adult relationship, have fun. But make it, you know, like you just said, a mature, you know, coupling and a mature, a, a mature relationship as, as what you would, you know, what would happen. And um, I said, that sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it totally you works. Know, it's, 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 it makes that, that's exactly what it is. I mean, you know, um, yeah, they, it's a passion, of course, but, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, <clears throat> it's not 20 year old passion. You know, it's not 19, 20 year old passion. I mean, in a sense, in a sense, like it's the first, it's, we, this, it, we aren't with the loves of our life. We, we already had that. You know what I mean? Now we're at, we're now like the second loves of our life, mm-hmm. you know, whatever that means. And there's a lot of people that experience that, especially if they've, wit- or, excuse me, are widowed or divorced. I mean, you see it all over the place. You see that the second chance. And, um, I mean, that's kind of what, this is what, you know, Jayla is. It's, it's the second chance for these two characters. And that's how, um, I think that's hopefully what uh, people are responding to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For sure. Well, as if you're not busy enough in Salem, let's, let's talk about life in Port Charles right now. So, um, Brooklyn (laughs) is back. And what was your reaction to, uh, finding out the character was coming back and like, what has it been like to have her back? Yeah. Once again, just thrilled. Once again, lucky, uh, lucky me. And uh, we're bringing on your your daughter, Brooklyn, and Jane's coming back for a while. So I was like, 
I, if I was drinking, I would have dropped it. I would have spit. I would have, <laughs> I would have done a spit take. Yeah, it's a lot um, of wow. It was a lot of wow. And I went, wow, I'm so glad I'm here. <laughs> and like I said, I, I, I'm having so much fun over in Salem too. So it's just unfair that I get to have so much fun over in General Hospital. And with the with a same wonderful actors, wonderful crew, similar like similar we I get similar cameramen on both places, a couple directors on both places, couple um, you know, lighting designers. So I do sort of we we see each other back and forth. We see each other in both worlds. Um, but no, it's just been great. And uh I think the audience is gonna love it. because uh, there's gonna be Justin oh god, Ned. <laughs> see? Katya. <laughs> <sighs> Ned, um, they're bringing, yeah, Ned, Ned's going to be back. Ned's coming back strong. He's, they're going to, they're really using him and, uh, I'm thrilled about it. They're, uh, they're definitely pumping up the Quartermains as well as they should. Um, it's a great family. It's a great legacy. We spent a lot of time and energy into this, you know, family and the legacy of this family. And so I am so happy that, that, uh, the powers that be see that and the writers I think are into it. And I know Frank's into it. And, um, so far so good. So, you know, I, I feel like it's the, uh, the writing's been great. Um, I was just watching the shows yesterday and uh, I watch both shows and, uh, not every day, but I, I watch usually when I'm on, even when I'm not on, I watch them and they're just, I think both general hospital and days is going strong. I think they've got good writing teams in place and, um, you know, the producers are great. I think they've got a great cast. I mean, it's, I'm just always just blown away by the cast and the young the young kids too that have to come in and know that they have to deliver in one take. I mean, as an old vet, I know that. I mean, I've, I've, I've got this down. I mean, I have to work hard, but I mean, you know, I know what I'm facing and I'm always just really impressed with the younger actors. I, I mean, uh, back in the day when I first started, like I said, I, I would, we'd be all day, we'd be there all day long and we'd have rehearsal in the morning, a dress rehearsal and then break for notes and We'd be there at six o'clock in the morning, but we wouldn't be taping until three thirty or four o'clock in the afternoon. We'd have all day to work on our lines, and now we come in at seven o'clock in the morning, and we got to come up and quick run through, and then we 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 put it on tape, and we do it in one take. And if you get it in one take, we're moving on. We're done by sometimes I'm out of there by ten o'clock in the morning. It's incredible. And, uh, it really is. It's it's just a whole nother world, and uh, these young actors and the old actors. Hey, we're still pulling it off. And I'm sure everyone thought there's no way that we're going to be able to keep this genre going with, you know, with the budgets being cut as they are. And these actors aren't going to pull it off. The, the crews aren't going to be able to pull it off. The designers, the writers, the writers writing six shows a week. Producers producing eight shows a week in, in nine hours. I mean, we're done at 445 over in days of our lives. 445 every day. We do 117 pages a day. It's mind blowing. <laughs> it is. I imagine it's like a total 180 from when you started. Yeah, there was no pre tapes, no post tapes. You got sick. You you just went in anyway. You weren't going. Oh, I got a. There's a lot more flexibility. I will say this about how wonderful it is to be. If if only I was a. Well, let me put it this way: the younger actors today, I I kind of envy them because they seem to be able to come and go. They can say the, the producers aren't like freaking out. Like, if you don't sign, we won't bring you back. Now they're like, you want to go out and do pilot season? Fine. We'll, we'll, we'll bring you back in six months. We'll do a three-month run. I mean, you know, they also like actors to hang out and put them under contract and so forth. But 
there seems to be a lot more flexibility. And then with all the hiatuses, um, I see actors, you know, going away to do a movie and producers will work around it. That would never happen back in the day. You were locked in. You were, you weren't going anywhere. You had two weeks off at Christmas time. That was it. There was no week hiatuses. There was no two weeks on one week off. It's crazy. um, Yeah. And you were there all day long. And if you're working every day, you were there five days a week, all day into the night. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a, it, that part of the schedule is great. Um, and it's always impressed me that I, I don't feel, I may be wrong, but I feel like the actor's performances, you know, yeah, could they get maybe a little bit, could you get a different type of performance with a second or third or fourth take? Um, could the scenes be better with a second or third or fourth take? Maybe. But all in all, I think the actors, knowing that they have to come in and deliver in one take, they seem to be more focused. They seem to be really know what they're doing, and they're on it and they're focused. And um, I think we get a get a. Um, I think almost we get a better performance. Oh yeah, you guys are on your game. Um, now we can't talk about how and why Tracy comes back, but we can talk about Jane being back. So, what has it been like to have her back on the set? And um, you know. Well, it's like she hasn't. Well, it's like she hasn't even left. I mean, she just sort of. I mean, it's been a couple of years, but she just rolled in. You know, looking terrific, looking rested, and um, and she had a you know, and not in the Justin Kuriakis circa nineteen ninety one kind of rested, like really <laughs> rested. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Sorry, continue. Yeah, and she, you know, I mean, I don't know if I can say this, but it's it's a limited run. She's not. She didn't sign a contract. She's not going to stay forever, but she's on for a while. And, uh, and she'll be back. I think she'll be back. I'm hoping. Um, but so maybe that's another reason why she, uh, you know, she was having so much fun, you know. Um, but they're going to use her. And, uh, yeah, I really can't talk about the story. Right, right. But it was just great. She was uh, – I know when she left, she said she really enjoyed it. So that's a good thing. Because oh. um, I know she was really ready to retire. And, and I, I know she, in her heart. She probably thought that she was never coming back. So um, good for her for uh, being able to change her mind and say, yeah, I want to go have some fun. Like John Anderson said, you know, just have, you can have more fun. Yeah. Yeah. Have yeah. more fun. Yeah. Um, now, though, you are juggling two shows. Uh, obviously, you have some Wally time as well. Uh, any music pursuits? What's been going on off camera for you? Um, yeah, no, I'm not really doing any music. Um, uh, yeah, I have been really busy. Um, I am going to upload a couple more songs that I've sung throughout the year. That I, I try to do that. Everyone, I saw people, you know, other people's songs. Like a, um, it's Van Morrison's song. I want up. Uh, I want to you know put on my Facebook page and uh, one of the original songs. Which that one? That I just need to know. Oh, Into the Mystic. Oh, nice. Okay. Mm. And I've just been singing it at home, and I'm like, eh, I got to share this with everybody. It's good. I like it. By the way, we and, loved uh, you and JPS together, Mr. James Patrick Stewart, and the uh, and the Christmas, Christmas concert. concert. That was great. Uh, oh, thank you. I have not seen that. Oh, you have to that. watch it. It's so good. It, it's just it's, we'll send you the I link. Know. <laughs> I, know. I know. I know. No, James said it was really good, and so when he told me that, I went, "Okay, I guess I should." I'm always like a little hesitant because I always feel like. I don't know. I just often usually just get disappointed. <laughs> you won't be disappointed. It really was adorable. Okay. And it's right. perfect for the season. Okay. Okay. I'll watch it. I, I thought, I did think that Brianna and Amanda were hilarious. They were. I thought they were really funny. 
And uh, I don't know. I was like, I mean, I thought it could have been really bad. I go, wait a minute, hold. They're going to talk between. Oh, I don't know. Faster. <laughs> but they were silly, and uh, and they were the poor things kept getting a stage manager's note to stretch, stretch. So that's why they kept probably talking as long as they did, because I think people probably thought, are they ever going to stop talking? <laughs> they were being, being told to stretch, stretch. But I thought, you know, I pulled it off. Well, I'll watch. I did. I will. I'll watch before the season's over. Okay. Well, you have a couple of weeks for that. Um, All right. And how's the family? Good. Oh, everyone's good. Thank you for asking. No. Um, yep. My 15-year-old has had a growth spurt. He's a big boy. He's five, almost taller than me. And uh, he's doing good, and my girls are doing great. Yeah, no, we're all good. We're all good. My mom is going to be here for Christmas, and my sister's coming in, and my brother's already here, so we're going to have Christmas here in Manhattan Beach. They're not going to go to Montana this year. Uh, my mom's just a little too old to travel in the snow and all that, so uh, we're lucky to have them here. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. It'll be nice. Well, have a very wonderful holiday with all of them. Thank you so much for joining us today. It was so much fun to talk. Yes, my pleasure. It's been a it's been a while, so I'm always it's always nice talking to Stephanie and Mara. Appreciate it. We appreciate you. Okay. All right. Well, we'll talk in 2020. Have okay. a happy holiday. All right. Bye. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to Wally Kurth for being our guest. If you like this podcast, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to pick up a new issue on sale now and come back next week for another podcast.